cliffcentral.com. If you were looking for a hip hop album to buy this year, this has to be it. Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly by, uh, Kendrick Lamar. This is, uh, I Love Myself. Um, a lot of people seem to think it's like, uh, uh, you know, an anthem for masturbators. I don't, I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair. I think it's a great album and it's a fantastic song. It's actually, uh, the, the official NBA song, uh, for the year. You know, so kudos to, to Kendrick Lamar. Uh, five minutes after one o'clock. Thank you very much for joining me, Jack. Uh, I'll be with you guys all the way up until, uh, two, uh, in the afternoon. And, uh, I am here with, uh, two very good friends of mine, but I'm going to start off, uh, with, uh, this friend of mine who came from Pretoria. Neo, how are you doing, buddy? Yo, man. Are you, are you alive? I'm alive. I'm well. I'm, How are you I'm, feeling inside your body? Inside my body. I'm doing very well. Eh? You, you, you're doing very well. I had sex with a girl, a oh. female girl. Oh, okay. I'm emphasizing how girly, how much of a woman this woman is. <laughs> okay. A female girl. A so female girl. girl. Yes. Just, right. just, yeah. Entered there, like, yeah. You know? Ooh. On a Friday. Oh. You know, at one in the afternoon, you just had to say that. (laughs) The very first time I invite you to join me, and that's what you open with. Yeah. Okay. No, it's fine. Now you know I have sex also, so. There you go. There you go, man. Uh, we will be hanging out, uh, Van Given. Now Van Given is his, uh, radio name, and, uh, he'll be keeping me company. Uh, he'll be co-hosting the show with me as we interview this, uh, I don't know, I, I'm trying to think of the right adjective to use yeah. to describe the person we're hanging out with today. Um, Lyle, while we inflate your head, please just sit there quietly, <laughs> yeah, just, just for a second, and, and, and we'll get to it, you know? So, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. right? Uh, I, I was, I was sitting doing, you know, nothing. And, uh, going, loving yourself. You know, loving myself, yeah. you know, to the utmost, you know? And, uh, I went on Facebook and a friend of mine from primary school, I mean, I met this guy in primary school. We were like, I don't know. Mad buddies. Mad, mad buddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, we were the rainbow nation. I was a black kid. <laughs> was a white boy and we were friends. You know what I mean? That. And, um, I, I, I knew there was something, something great about him, you know, cause I only hang around great people. Of course. You know, it's, 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 it's a must. And, um, I was on Facebook. And lo and behold, there he is. Yeah. Attempting to summit Mount Everest. This guy. This guy. Who looks like he, he eats bears for fun. Like right? Bears for dinner. <laughs> it looks like every time he wakes up in the morning, it's just in the <laughs> base press positions. Just, ah. You know what I mean? In the studio, we're joined by a fantastic yeah. young man, Mr. Lyle Turner. How are you doing, buddy? Great to you, Jack. I'm fantastic, man. Um, so let's, let's, let's first off, Tell you what the show is about, right? Yes. The please. the name of the show. Well, uh, considering that we are guest hosting, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to call our show Twenty Something, right? Awesome. And uh, it's about twenty somethings doing amazing things, right? And Lyle happens to be one of those twenty somethings, right? So, first and foremost, Lyle, how did when did the idea to summit Everest mm. pop into your head? Like, what happened? Well. I've kind of always been a, a sporty individual and I kind of, it's always been a, a lifelong dream of mine. Yeah. And, um, but really the last three years has been the, the realization of that and kind of actioning, actioning that project. Yeah. So, um, it's been three years of prep. I, I did climb a lot when I was, you was younger, but, um, the last three years have really been the pinnacle and, and the main kind of platform to, to go to Everest. 
Yeah, man. Um, you know, on, 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 on Facebook, you actually have a, a, a page that's set up, uh, an, yes. ad, an adventure with a cause. Yes. Um, you weren't just trying to climb Mount Everest. You, you actually had a reason for doing it. Yeah. What was that reason? Um, I climbed for a condition called Huntington's disease, which is a neurodegenerative brain disorder. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my, I call it my power in the outdoors on kind of any adventure. And, um, you know, it's, it's very close to home having impacted my family for four generations. So yeah. I kind of channeled that energy into, into trying to make an impact and really, Majorly trying to honor the family I never had the privilege to meet So yeah. that's kind of my power on, on the mountain I hear you man uh, Lyle. Ooh, right. There we go yeah, no, I got you, right. I got you, I got you. Uh, Lyle <laughs> got you. The prep, the pre-prep I mean preparing to, to do this amazing thing Climb this mountain uh, yeah. What was the routine, what did you do? Well basically experience is, is very important So you have to have climbed certain mountains Just to also get to know yourself in, in certain scenarios. Mm. Um, but then the physical training is anything from w whatever you like doing. You know, I, I balance uh, a lot of mountain biking with running and then uh, with a with a weightlifting regime. You know, I've, I've always been into weightlift, well, you know, weight training. So I still keep it relative. Uh, so, so anything, you know, just, just your weekend rides, you're going to cover a few hundred kilometers on the bike, let alone what you're going to do on the road running during the week and, um, you know, keeping a good weight training regime just to, just to keep that body to weight ratio up there. So it is an intense regime where you, you'll train, you know, your, your weekend training sessions are prolonged, you know, they're up to six to eight hours. Um, you know, during the week with working life, it's not that possible, but it's, it's early in the morning, at least two hour session and then uh, at least an hour in the evening too. So it is, it is an intense, um, if you take it seriously. I mean, I mean, it, it must have taken quite a bit of strain on you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, mentally, how do you even begin to prepare for such? I mean, yeah. in your mind, like Look, mental, your mental game is everything. Yeah. You know, but, but how I approach my training is, uh, I look at, training as uh, my lifeline you know i'm training to save my life i'm not yeah. just i'm not just training to set a good time with everything you're you know you're training um you know as your life's on the line and your mental game is everything you know but you know for me it's it's really the cause i support that always brings me through because it it takes it back and it kind of humbles me and puts it into perspective with why i do this and and the kind of realization that i i'm not only letting myself down if I don't take my training seriously. I'm tra I'm training, uh, or I'm, I'm letting down a lot for what I stand for. So yeah. the mental game is kind of everything in this prep. Yeah, man. So uh, if you actually want to join the conversation, uh, you can do the old school move and give us a call on zero eight six one triple five one eight nine, or you can move to the twenty first century uh, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, at cliffcentral.com or at jack underscore five foot four, uh, as well as on Facebook, we are there, Cliff Central. Uh, but, uh, you can also send us your messages on WeChat. Uh, if you've got a question for Lyle, you can, uh, add us, uh, our official, uh, ID, WeChat idea, uh, which is, uh, Cliff Central. You can, uh, tap connect and then message to show. That's how, uh, you can get some of your views in. You have a lot of, uh, support. Uh, yes. I see a lot of messages on Facebook, it's just a lot of friends and a lot of people just saying, oh, Lyle, we're wishing you the best, uh, you're amazing, uh, doing phenomenal phenomenal things. Uh, how does it feel to have such widespread positivity and uh, support uh, behind you? That's quite incredible. You know, I must say, I have a very small circle of friends, so... 
you know, building up on this journey, I kind of reconnected with a lot of people. And, you know, pe- some people that didn't really know me but say now were moved by, by kind of the, the journey. And for me, that was actually, you know, I, w- I wasn't aware on the build-up that there was that many people yeah. intrigued, you know. And, and the selfless thing that, that someone else is interested in something that I'm so passionate for, it's, it's really special uh, for me, you know, and I don't take it lightly. And, um, you know, those, a lot of people are, are dear to my heart. And, you know, it's, it's just the fact that, um, you know, if, if you, if, if you want to champion a cause, it's just special to have people that, that want to kind of walk a road with you. Talking about uh, the 21st century, uh, social media, the supports, there was a 17, 700 challenge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What was that? What happened so, with that? She's my my best mates. They didn't know what they were getting into, uh, but they wanted to do uh, you know seventeen thousand seven hundred seconds, which is you know the equivalent of up and down Everest in in meters. You know, gained yeah. uh, gained and lost. And so that equivalent the equivalent was that of that was a five minute plank or bridge. You know, not Jeez. not the plank where people just spread out on top of a car and <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's your it's your exercise, you know, your bridging exercise. And you know, a five minute bridge I call it, it's a bit of a dog fight. You know, it's it's to get that last few minutes is quite a challenge. And you know, they hadn't done a lot of this exercise in their lives. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Do you always even know what you're committing to? They're like, No, we want to do this. You know, every day you're on the mountain, we're gonna spend this time with you. And um so they got into it and every week or so I'd phone them and they'd be like, Jeez, you know, they can't even do anything else in the gym. Let yeah. alone. <laughs> and and kind of that that kind of spread around um the Huntington's associations that are visited around the world and you know, if it was a guy that wanted to run a, a half marathon or something, it just kind of with with my close mates doing something, it kind of spread out to people doing a bit of a personal best thing, you know, for them to challenge themselves in in some way, whatever they see fit. I actually saw some of the pictures of of the challenge, and I mean, they they weren't just doing it randomly. I mean, yeah. they were in in some strange places yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I think I saw a picture of on you as well, like oh, yeah, on on yeah. on, on uh, between two boulders yeah. or something yeah. like that. That is that is insane. I actually did not think that the seventeen seventeen zero hundred <laughs> challenge was that. Yeah. Yeah. Me and like then, and this body of mine, I feel already. I've got a boop and that's holding <laughs> me down. So I could not have survived. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm short, so I couldn't even stretch myself out that far <laughs> to, to begin with. You know. But I mean, when you, when you look at all of these people trying to, you know, somehow be, you know, a part of the yeah. whole journey, um, what, what, what are some of the lessons that you learned from, you know, the whole thing from beginning to up ultimately getting to, uh, the, the, the base camp at Mount Everest? Yeah. Well, kind of lessons learned is, you know, if you if you're really passionate about something you should really grab it with both hands and, and regardless of what people around you think or, or you know or you know, around that you just you gotta put your head down and, and stay true to yourself on your journey, you know. Um you know and, and this year Everest kind of was a big lesson because obviously I was not there to just end up at base camp. I was there to to summit but you know, things out of our control, uh, you know, with, with the earthquake and stuff kind of limited that. And that's a, it's a bitter pull to swallow sometimes because it's like preparing for something for so long and you don't even have the opportunity to, to, you know, to, to fulfill that, you know, even if it's within your own, um, your means that you can't do it, you don't even have that opportunity. So I guess you, 
kind of take stock in life and and just redirect course in the sense that you know you you're lucky to come out unscathed and um you've got to channel that and it it will give the the cause the extra year of mileage uh which you've got to look at something in a positive nature you know yeah without doubt man i mean i i just i i cannot imagine mm. what what it must have been like you know to be in in that type of situation yeah. you know i mean there you are in fact if if you could I, 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 to the best of your ability yeah um you were you were at base camp I'm just going to leave it at that. You at base camp and then what? Okay, so it's a bit of a there I was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there I was. It was just a kind of ordinary day. We had breakfast at, at 8 o'clock, slightly later, just because it's a bit warmer. And it was, a, it was a day with very bad visibility and it was snowing. So I kind of recited to my tent that morning and, uh, you know, you just kind of go on with your natural routine. And um, around one o'clock, I just I was dozing off, and uh, twelve o'clock, sorry, and the the ground just started to shake, and um, you know I didn't think any anything of it at the time, but you know it got progressively worse, and um, to a point where I was like, geez, you know I got up in such a panic, thinking there's a big sinkhole or something gonna, gonna yeah. fall out from mm-hmm. underneath me, and you know with that panic, I just. The first thing they said is said, get out your tent. You know, I didn't want to be stuck in my tent for any scenario. Yeah. And I uh, put on my shoes and with a bad visibility, I, I looked up exactly where the, the avalanche was coming from just due to the huge noise. You know, it's uh, base camps in this basin and it's, it's a huge area, but it echoes like you can't believe a yeah. small avalanche and this huge avalanche from LinkedIn, you know, the Seracs collapsed off LinkedIn and it was just kind of surreal. You know, I couldn't, you know, you, you think you know what's happening, but it's like you, you can't really process it. You know, as you were saying that, I was just about to ask you, what were you thinking? Yeah. But now I'm going to throw yeah. that question out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, there you are, and this avalanche is, is coming towards you. Yeah. Um, what, what were your instincts telling you? Mm. Yeah. Well, firstly, uh, you know, my first thought was, what is my exit plan? You know, in these scenarios, you, you kind of do build certain scenarios to, to if something happens, you know what you kind of do, but nothing kind of prepared me for an earthquake. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. And um, the, my first thing was exit plan. Where am I going? And everyone had was in the dining tent already on the floor, but in that moment, I knew I wouldn't wouldn't make that that tent in time. So it was to go just behind to a, a gear tent that stored all our clothing, and you know that was immediate. You know, it, I was just like, that's where I need to be, and. Um, you know, I just kind of bolted for that and kind of looked over my shoulder at this huge avalanche. And, you know, as as I dove in the tent, that's when, you know, we, we got hit by the avalanche. And, you know, in that big tent, we were filled, you know, up to snow. We weren't we weren't buried. But, um, you know, 80 meters up from us, it was a totally different story where people didn't unfortunately didn't make it. But how, how kind of nature and fate decides whether that full force comes there or there, it's, it's yeah. you can't really, you're just kind of humbled by it. You're, he sounds like the type of person you'd want to have in a crisis situation. Exactly. <laughs> right? He sounds so cool so, about uh, it. Well, yeah, you know. BMT, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Big match temperament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, were, you, were you the one sort of keeping everybody calm and uh, making sure that everybody's okay? Uh, yeah. Looking I, after everyone? I, I, like to, I like to believe that in scenarios that, uh, I action things rather than they're not, you know, and 
it, when we were running, this lady just froze next to me, you know, when she yeah. looked up at the avalanche. So, you know, I, I think, you know, th- that's a prime example of, you know, she ended up falling and breaking all of her front teeth. And Ooh. afterwards I asked her, I was like, was that because of me? Because I like <laughs> wanted to make yeah. it. So, you know, she was like, no, it's not because you pushed me. But, you know, after that, we just had to take stock, kind of look at everyone and s- see if they're able to help others or if they kind of so engulfed in the trauma that they're not they're not able to help. So in in the moment, I I do like to to think that I do kind of handle situations like that. At any given point in time, did it did it cross your mind that you might not make it back? You know, I think in the moment when I saw it, yes, definitely, because you know from what I've read, from what I've seen, I've never seen an avalanche that big. You know, and I just think in in that moment, you just like. As much as going on, you're like, wow, is, is this what yeah. my life, you know, is this yeah. where it ends, you know? Um, but afterwards, I kind of, you know, I, I've always believed my life is, I'm here for a specific purpose. And you know what I mean? I, um, I, I'd, I would find it hard to believe that that was, was my end, you know, and yeah. that was my fate. Um, you know, but after that, throughout a few days and the rescue missions after it, it is, it is daunting because you don't know if the, another one's gonna, gonna strike. So it does cross your mind, you know, or, you know, geez, like I'm, I'm in, su- I'm in such isolation, you know, yeah. can, can this be, can this mean something, you know, fatal? So n- there you are, you are, you know, the, the avalanche has, I mean, I, I, I can only imagine after the avalanche hit, yeah. it must have been dead. Yeah. Quiet. Um, how, how did you, what was the next mission? Like yeah. from, from being hit and then now you, everyone is okay. You're looking around and you take stock of, uh, what is happening around you. Yeah. What, what happens next? Well, after that, it was, it was really to, to try impact and, and help other people because we saw, you know, in, in the moment I saw that, um, a lot of other camps were, were engulfed and, and kind of as if a bomb had gone off, you know? And yeah. so we knew just above us that they were wor- worse off than us. So immediately, whoever could help, they w- we just wanted to get up there. And, you know, cause it's precious seconds. If people are buried in an avalanche, you have limited time to True. try, to try get to these people. So that was the next mission. Although we, we kind of processed and knew there were going to be aftershocks which could result in other avalanches we we had to channel our energy um constructively in that time so it was it was to rush up about 100 meters up from us and you know to to see uh, and and kind of separate the you know people that unfortunately have passed and critical people and kind of walking wounded people that can be helped down yeah because at that altitude if someone's critical you have to you have to strap them up um on ladders or whatever you can find and it takes up to eight people to carry a person because of the lack of oxygen yeah so that was the next mission to to go up and dig up people that you know will be survivors and and we were very successful in that um, but those rescue missions continued until nightfall. So, you know, until from two until, you know, the, the sunset. I'm pretty sure there's nothing that scares you. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is going to come at you and you're like, ah! After Ooh. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you come back home, uh, the city life, being walking around in these streets. Does that make it easy? Like, ah, man, I've lived through that. <laughs> Nothing's going to touch me. I, I do think it adds a different dynamic to life. It, it definitely makes for good conversation, but, uh, you know, I think it, it does take time to also just get back into ordinary life. You know, you, you, you've kind of gone through a traumatic experience and, mm. 
And yes, I, I do believe you know that it will make me stronger in, in whatever life does throw at you. Because, yeah. But um, you know, it does take time initially just to just to in, take stock of of what's gone on. You know. So let's just say um, if things played out the way you had initially planned, yes. how long would it have taken you from base camp to the summit? Uh, your expeditions are 60 days. Yeah. So I was um, just a month in. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but largely with that, it's it's due to rotation on the mountain, getting your body to acclimatize. So I'd already been above base camp and done my first rotation through the Kumbu Icefall. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just important for your body to adjust because you can't just increase in, to, in altitude every day. Your body has to acclimatize. So, you know, your, your first month was really the, the long walk into base camp, which is very long. And then, um, you know, starting your rotation. So I'd already done my first rotation. Uh, so kind of the next chain of events that would have followed would have been um, a second rotation higher up. And then um, you wait for your, your weather window and then go, go, straight, to the, go, go straight to the summit with, without a rest day. Making it up there, if you – well – when you make it up there, because yeah, you yeah. are going to make it when. up there, right? Um, what do you What do you think you're going to do? What's are you going to get, get up there and just ah, <laughs> fall on your knees? Uh, what What are you visualizing? Yeah, look. In terms of visualization, I always have a bit of a ritual, and I always get up there. You know, I I, I just I do take a knee and you know just thank for my thank the Lord for my safety and kind of just. I think getting out in those scenarios, you kind of realize how insignificant you are in the, in the greater schemes of, you know, nature. And, uh, but by that time, I've kind of, it's been a big build up of why I do it. So I often mm-hmm. spend time with certain families I've met and my, you know, family in the past that I've, I've met, um, you know, and who I try and honor. So at that point, I'm usually, you know, in a, in a few tears and, um, I just think it's, it's that kind of one, one moment where you open your eyes and, you know, I, I always cherish the first view, uh, mm-hmm. I see after that, you know, and it's, it's, it's so special and no camera can kind of do that justice. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I always carry a flag with, with people's names that have passed from Huntington. So, you know, that, that's the first thing I kind of, uh, grab for and, and, um, you know, grab a picture and it's, it's, it's 60 days for a 10 minute view at the top and then, on your way down again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's actually, it's oh, kind of can't. crazy when you what? put it that way. I was like, wait, 60 days, 10 minutes. Ah, no, it's fine. Eh? No, uh, someone bring me a plane. <laughs> anyway, uh, we hang out with Lyle Turner and, uh, we're just, uh, talking about his fascinating trip, uh, to, uh, Mount Everest. And, uh, if you want to join the conversation, old school, uh, 0861551891 uh, on Twitter at cliffcentral.com, Facebook, Cliff Central, and as well as on, uh, WeChat, our official WeChat ID, which is Cliff Central. You can tap connect and then, uh, message to show, uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, join the conversation with the hashtag 20 something. And, uh, you know, I can't, I'm trying to, you know, in my mind, map out how things happened, you yeah. know, as, as, as you are, you are explaining it, you know. So there you are, you, you have, um, started the rescue missions. You're trying to get the people that, um, you know, you know, injured and those that are, uh, well enough to make it back down. Um, how, as you said, it took the whole day. Yeah. How many days afterwards were you still up there or did you immediately evacuate? Look, I stayed on for just over a week after that. And, you know, a lot of people would kind of 
criticize that but you know along the way down on the trail uh, there were also a lot of other dangers that we faced you know such yeah. as landslides um you know there were other kind of villages that were were destroyed so you know food and water would become a problem let alone diseases that could spread so we stayed on for a whole week after our rescue missions because you know just simply because we had supplies we had and um you know that could you know we were in a safe environment in the in the sense that um it would take an, another uh, earthquake of that size to to really for us to be in danger for other avalanches i believe it had a magnitude of 7.2 7. on the 7.8 yes. on the richter scale that's yes. crazy yes oh wow yeah yeah so it's it's a big it's a big shock of nature you know? yeah um as far as the aftershocks were there any aftershocks uh, look i the first thing i did was when I could get on a sat phone just to try and receive some information about aftershocks. And they said there would be one at three o'clock. And, um, at that time we were very busy with the, with the rescue missions, but we kind of notified our camp as well, um, of that so they could be prepared. And I didn't in the field, I didn't really notice that, but the people at the, at the camp did say they felt a small tremor, but, you know, it didn't have an impact at base camp. Yeah. You know, there were there were certain media uh, releases that there's another huge avalanche that just struck, you know, which which alerted and and concerned a lot of families. But you know, Everest Base Camp has a lot of slides every day. You know, even without these things, they, you know, you are in safe areas, but there are slides every day. So that that kind of um, concerned a lot of people. Yeah. When that happens. Um, you're in the situation now. Obviously, you're reacting to what's around you, the environment, right? Yes. Uh, but when you think about b- people back home that obviously would want to, would have wanted to know, uh, make sure that you're safe. Yes. Who pops into mind like, oh, damn it, this, I need to, so she knows or he knows yes. uh, that I'm okay. Well, I, I let my my father know because he's kind of uh, the man that distributes my messages, you know, throughout that. He's also great guy, by yeah, the way. Great he, guy. He's an epic. And, and great individual and great leader. So, you know, he, he kind of can also deal with this kind of trauma and just tell people what they should know, you know, and, and he'll know how they can deal with it, you know. So he's, he's the individual that kind of will really channel those messages. I saw a picture of you guys standing on top of, uh, was it a mountain? I'm not sure on Facebook. Uh, is yes. he al- also your, your gym partner, your trainer, <laughs> the guy that keeps you in line? Well, we have, been on a lot of adventures together, you know. I believe, you know, Jack was with us, you know, on some of them visiting yeah. a few farms in our younger days. So, you know, uh, we we have a great bond. We have a brotherly relationship. So, whenever whenever we can, we we do do a lot of team building together. I remember there was this, you know, you know how a lot of black people like saying um, they didn't know that you know white kids could talk back to their parents. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember there was this one time, I, fo- I, I just can't remember exactly where we had gone, but we were fishing, right? Mm. Yeah. And Lyle decides to tell me, you know, listen, we'll catch a lot more fish if we go close to the reeds and stuff yeah. like, you know, let's go there. And we go there and, uh, one of his dad's fish hooks got stuck, <laughs> right? So we couldn't retrieve it and we're trying to tell his dad. So <laughs> I get the first and foremost, I had a problem calling his dad by his first name. Ish. It was a secret of mine. Now yeah. you know. Hey. Yeah. When I was that young, I was like, okay, uh, Peter, maybe, uh, <laughs> like you're pinching yourself. You like, know? Oh, like, oh, dang. Out his <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, no, Peter was probably, um, one of the fish just came up 
and and ate it, you know. <laughs> and he was like, "No bullshit." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, <laughs> you can't swear like that, no. <laughs> you know." But I mean, uh, shout out to Peter Turner; he's a fantastic guy. Um, so he was he was your contact. He was the guy that you would call first. Yeah. I mean, I, when when you think about such things, um, when how do you even? What, what? How was that phone call like yeah. when you actually called him and said, "Listen, this is what happened. Uh, there was an earthquake, and we're trying to make our way down." How that must have been the longest conversation you've ever had. Yeah, look for him. We kind of dealt with it very well. I just the first thing in these kind of scenarios that any of my support system, you know, and and what I say is I'm fine. You yeah. know what I mean? And and if my old man knows I'm fine, he doesn't worry. You know what I mean? Because he he knows what I'm capable of. So. The first thing I said, I said, Dad, there's been an avalanche. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> so then he was, then he was chilled. He that was is, chilled, but that has to be the strangest <laughs> sentence ever, right? Yeah. yeah. There's been an avalanche. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah all right. Well, was, carry on. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he was at an expo, you know, looking at, you know, some new uh, sporting rifles and stuff, you know, when he gets the phone call. So he was in a very chilled and, and happy place yeah. at the time. <laughs> but, you know, after that, I just... I just kind of explained the scenario and I just said what I'm going to be doing and I gave him a time frame that I will contact him afterwards. You know what I mean? So at least for that time, I believe your family and your support system, all my best friends, you know, they're climbing their own Everest, you know, at, yeah. at, at the same time as True. me. And so, you know, I just gave them a time frame saying you'll hear from me then. Um, if not, you know, you know, there may be a problem. So, you know, with that, I take it seriously. I do what I got to do and make sure I make the next phone call. You know, understandably, it was out of, outside of your control, yeah. the fact that you couldn't summit, uh, uh, Everest. But, um, you, you did mention that you were going to go, uh, next year. Yeah. Um, the disappointment though, yeah. you know, I, I, how can you even put it into words? Very difficult to put it into words, but you know, that's disappointment is, is an understatement, you know, yeah. because it, it's so much planning. Um, it's not cheap to climb Everest these days. And, yeah. Um, you know, I've got to balance the fact that, you know, if I channeled that, those same funds through my foundation and to people, how much of an impact would I have had compared to this stint that kind of ended halfway, you know? Yeah. But, but I guess a greater scheme of things, the project's only half done. And, um, but, you know, you, you've got to kind of just kind of roll with, with the punches that life throws at you, you know, because, if, if but it, that's if a it, huge fucking yeah. punch. It's <laughs> a big punch. No, it's, Damn it's it. a big punch. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to just remain positive and, you know, I, if it just adds to the story at the end of the day and, you know, I've, I've survived a, a huge, a huge thing in, in history within Nepal and yeah. a, a big thing in, in Everest history, you know, so that, that forms part of, part of my story at the end of the day. So you've got to, you've got to channel it into some positive nature otherwise it just it eats you alive you know the first few days i kind of i just lock myself in the room close the curtains i don't want to see sunlight and want to yeah. see anyone and yeah. and you've got to do whatever you got to do to turn it around True, true. I feel like we should be playing Eye of the Tiger in the background. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about how great the tell all book is going to be, how great the movie is going to be. Dude. Yeah. One it's man, one mountain. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they could stop him. Yeah, <laughs> 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 anyway, man. Uh, for now, you know what? I think we're going to take a bit of a musical breather. Uh, on the flip side of this, uh, we're going to be talking a bit more about uh, your work. 
yeah. with um, you know as far as Huntington's disease is concerned. Yeah. And we're going to jump straight into that. But I consider Lyle to be a very lucky person. You'll understand why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we're, we're very lucky, very, very lucky, man, to have Lyle Turner in the studio. Um, uh, we're discussing, you know, some of the fascinating things that he does. Uh, you know, his work for, you know, Huntington's disease awareness and the attempt to summit Mount Everest and the fact that there was an earthquake and he came back and then he called his dad and said, there was an avalanche. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> that is, I, 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 that is the one thing I am going to leave with today. Yes. You know, the fact that someone I know actually said to someone else, in fact, to his father, there was an avalanche. I'm fine. And it was like, oh, okay, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just, no, you know, I was in an expert. It's chill. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's whatever. You know, hang out with Lyle Turner up until, uh, two, uh, in, uh, we'll, we've got about 20 more minutes and, uh, we're going to be discussing some of the, you know, Non-profit organizations that uh, you you work with uh, in as far as you know bringing awareness to uh, you know such a cause as uh, Huntington's disease and when when I was doing some uh, you know some research on it not a lot is known uh, about the disease considering that it's very rare yeah yeah you know um, I hear that uh, in what a hundred thousand people one in a hundred thousand people has the, the the disease yeah well one in every ten thousand ten thousand yeah. there you go. That, so th- talk about rare. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a rare condition. Um, although it's you know there's not a lot of awareness about Huntington's. There there is a lot of research on the go compared to other neurological disorders. Yeah. But for people that don't kind of understand, you know, uh, medically it might be not the best way to describe it. But people have described it as um, a combination of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and schizophrenia. You know the. It's a it's a defect of chromosome four in the body where we all have the Huntington protein, but you know there, there's just repeats within someone that that has the the condition. There's yeah. repeats of, of chromosome four, so you know that what that's what in 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 develops this this condition. And it's a genetic disorder, so yeah, you you it's hereditary. You, it's hereditary, yeah. So if if your parents have the gene, you have a fifty percent chance of inheriting that gene. So um, you know it, it often impacts people. Between the ages of 30 and 50 years of age too, so it's it, it's often known to impact the breadwinner or or you know someone that didn't even know it was in their their family, you know, and and they may have had kids and and now they kind of have that that you know they have that now know that they might pass that on to their kids. It, it's it's really a hard pill to swallow, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when when you look at how the disease itself progresses. Yeah. Um, you know, some people might just think that, you know, I've, I've got a bit of a mood swing or whatnot. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, when, when you go and actually mm-hmm. check it out, it, it could be the first step yeah. in, 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 um, you know, a very long and, and perilous road. Exactly. I mean, it's it, when, when I was doing some of the, re- um, the one thing that I think about when I think of Huntington's disease, um, this is going to sound funny, but you know, the, the series House MD. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a character there. Yes. Who 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 gets the 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 disease? Thirteen. 
Mm. She's play uh, the, the character's played by Olivia Wilde, yeah. and uh, when when you look, when I was looking at it, you know, sometimes television can throw you, you know, off a little bit. Of I mean, I, I was wondering how true it is the way it's depicted on the series, and and how it actually manifests itself in in real life. Um, you mentioned earlier on that uh, some there's 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 family members of your own that um, actually had. Uh, who have passed on actually yeah. from the disease? Yeah, is 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 that why it's so close to you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I believe kind of any any charity is personal. You know, a lot of people that that have this drive have you know survived cancer or know knew someone with cancer. Or, you know, yeah. in, in my case, definitely close to home. And um, you know, as as I always say, it's uh, I love to try and honor those people. I didn't even have a a privilege to meet, you know, so yeah. it's, it's kind of, it has fueled and, and driven, you know, my, my passion and my purpose to, to impact people. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's led me full circle in, in the sense that I've kind of traced, you know, family trees, family footsteps, and, um, you know, also met doctors that had met my grandfather who I never met. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just stuff like that, that I've kind of met a whole family around around the world a whole new family and and friends you know and and the fact that the fact that um the condition ends you know ends with our generation is 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 a blessing in in that sense so yeah. I, I believe i have i have a purpose and you know i have a you know if you're not impacted you have a new a new lease on life yeah true H- how do you care for a ca- family member that has this condition in in south africa there's no, currently no care facilities so that they often go to to homes where there's not specialized care you know so what's often the case is family members end up uh, being the caregiver you know whereas um around the world there's there's specialized homes you know where people people will end up in um but you know it's it's just things become difficult in for the individual where symptoms uh, affect different people differently but you know over time the uncontrolled movements in some individuals get so great that it's difficult to walk and difficult to eat. You know what I mean. So it's your, you know, a caregiver in that sense would, you know, help them, help them, help them eat, help them walk, and just help them with their daily lives. You know, to the point where some people are eventually bedridden. Yeah, I mean, and and, and when you when you take into account the the emotional, yeah, um, you know, <coughs> part of it. I mean, it's not just uh, it doesn't just manifest itself in in your physical movements. Yeah. It also takes a toll on on, on your emotions. Yeah. Where, where cognitive and, and emotional difficulties, you know, also also play a part. So, you know, that again uh, affects different people differently. But you know, there's a there's a huge mountain to climb, so to speak, with 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 Huntington's because it's because it's also such a long time, you know, that it that it impacts people before they they pass on, you know. Yeah. Hectic stuff, man. Hectic stuff. If you want to join the conversation, zero eight six one triple five one eight nine on. Uh, the old school telephone, uh, <laughs> Twitter at cliffcentral.com at jack underscore five foot four. Uh, and, uh, you can send us a message on WeChat on our official WeChat ID. Uh, all you have to do is tap connect and then message to show your organization. Yes. Turn it together. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so cool, right? It sounds like turn up together. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Turn it together, man. Tell us about it. How, how is it, uh, helping? In creating awareness and helping to create care uh, for people suffering from hunt- Huntington's. Well, uh, in South Africa, I've joined with the Huntington's Association of, 
Association of South Africa, whereby we have two support groups, one in Cape Town and one in Gauteng. So w- once a month we kind of get people together and, um, you know, it's really just a discussion forum. And if there's any speakers, any doctors, any neurologists that we can help their kind of the the impact their their lives and you know even if it's someone going into their testing process or 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 in that matter there is a platform where people can connect uh but internationally I'm I'm part of the Huntington's Disease Youth Organization and the Young Adults Working Group which um largely you know we we champion uh projects uh, around the world where with the youth organization we kind of we've traveled to various countries uh you know and set up youth camps for to help the kind of youth that you know although they if they're not or or they are at risk mm. you know they have a huge obstacle within their family you know particularly if they if they're experiencing their family going through it you know we we channel and and create youth camps and support systems for for the youth around the world um you know that are impacted by huntington's how can we the general public uh, help contribute what, what yeah. can we do well What we've looked for with the youth organization specifically is we've translated the website into various languages. So, you know, I I guess a big um, reach now would be to, um, you know, maybe uh, put another uh, African language, uh, you know, on the translation list whereby, you know, on, on that platform people can submit a question um, that goes to a counselor and is answered in an appropriate manner, you know. So, you know, I think to get an African language on there, you know, there, there's a bit of Afrikaans now we've started. Um, so I think a, a local language would be awesome, you know. So I think if, you know, people want to get involved, that's, that's a easy way where it's a, it's a, it's a simple impact, you know, where someone could get involved. All right, cool, man. Um, I saw a lot of things happening on Facebook. How do, People, you know, keep up uh, with because uh, yep. you are very heavy as far as social uh, media is concerned. Yep. You, you, there's tons of visibility. Yeah. So, how do people keep up with, um, you know, Facebook? Facebook, it's Lal Turner and Adventurer with a cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a Turner Together Foundation page, and you know that'll give links and information to the Huntington's Disease Youth Organization and and the kind of umbrella of nonprofit work that happens. And then, obviously, Twitter and Instagram is at Lal underscore Turner. All right. Uh, don't forget to hashtag Everest for HD. That's the one. Yeah, that's right? the one. That's the one. going to um, roll for extra year now. <laughs> yeah, man. In fact, we've got now we've got a whole year to get a lot more people behind it, you know, because yeah. um, I think it's, 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 it's just fantastic, man. I mean, um, not too many people, especially in our age group, are willing to go to these lengths, you know, to bring awareness to something that is so dear to yeah. to them. You know, a lot of us are, are, are you know, we are couch commentators, man. <laughs> we really are. You know, we just sit there we're like, ah, oh, you suck. Oh, ah, I don't like it anymore. But then we actually don't get up and do anything yeah. about it. You know, um, we need to get a lot more people uh, action orientated. Um, but like, you know, between now and when you finally get to the summit of Everest. What What is your plan looking like? Take us from, you know, May uh, 2015 to yeah. May 2016. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole, um, you know, foundation work is is my, my passion and, and kind of part-time, you know, um, work. So with kind of the other kind of businesses on the go, I need to, first of all, Come up with another forty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, but in the interim, uh, I'm helping a British chap, Chris King, 
break a British record on Kilimanjaro. So he'll try a run up in under 11 hours. So I run up. Yeah. I, oh, wow. I ran up in 11 hours and seven minutes. So current South African record. So I'll, I'll shout out I'll, to I'll, the, yeah, no, you know, turn <laughs> up for that. <laughs> that is, that is amazing. So I'll, I'll be helping him try, try break the British record. So, you know, that's also a means where people can just keep the momentum and, and be in the loop. He, he's also Huntington's his, uh, advocate. So, you know, he's, he's also, you know, he, he does a lot of work in the UK. So, you know, we kind of like minded in that sense. So that'll yeah. be in August. And then, you know, I've kind of just got to uh, continue with my training and, um, you know, work hard and, and, and also just take advantage of, you know, al- although it's a tragic thing that what happened in Nepal, you know, we've got to just, you know, run, run with a mileage that, that has kind of, occurred from that and yeah. and uh, you know make next year an even greater success you know and and you know uh, i believe a couple of days ago there was another earthquake that hit uh, nepal yeah so also so upward of 7 point something it's 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 crazy it's crazy and um you mentioned before we actually got on air that uh, there hasn't been an earthquake in that region for yeah, nearly 100 years nearly 100 years yeah. can well, you imagine of, of such a great magnitude you know it's, so your your chances of of being there, I guess we are a select few that were picked to be there yeah. at, at some point in our lives. Yeah, as as Neil said earlier on, I mean that that your book when it comes out, man. Hey, <laughs> hey man. Page Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. See what you did there. Cre- creative juices of life. <laughs> uh, let's now let's talk about some of the other things that you do. Yeah. Uh, some of the other businesses. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look on Facebook, look on Twitter as well. This guy's not dressed. <laughs> right? No, Why? No. Why are you naked <laughs> all the time? Like, huh? it's so depressing when when you look the way normal people do, <laughs> and then you check out Lyle's page. You're like, oh, uh, hey. damn it! Yeah, man. Uh. No, look, uh, uh, that was kind of in my varsity days where um, you know I had an underwear modeling contract, and you know from now I've been more particular with what I do. Um, you know, more magazine work and. You know, but in the, in the same sense, um, you know, link, link to HD. So, you know, more, you know, th- there must be some content, um, to, you know, to relate to, to bring awareness for HD. But, you know, um, business wise, I've kind of, kind of portray what I do more a venture capitalist kind of, uh, individual, uh, kind of worked in the oil and gas industry, industry in East Africa and, and kind of kept all my ties there, you know, so, a few a few smaller scale projects uh, in the supply and mining and consulting business and uh, also supply in the oil and gas industry so you know i have i've also have to be serious about my career you know to yeah. to kind of channel that into into the foundation and and where it can lead to cuz you you did some work in Tanzania right yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have time to be Lyle, to be young, <laughs> you know, to be twenty something? Do you where, have where's that quad bike you had? Do, do, is it gathering uh, dust somewhere in a geez, corner? Yeah, no, uh, we still have the quad bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, in terms of age, relative activities, I kind of, you know, I, I the whenever I'm on an, an adventure, that's kind of my my holiday, and um, you know, I really do enjoy that. So yeah. Uh, but, but otherwise I kind of just keep, keep doing kind of the ordinary things with my close knit friends and family. And, uh, I do take a lot of time out to, you know, keeping the balance is, is key. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I do believe I, I'm here for a specific purpose. So kind of motivation is, is, is everything at the moment. Yeah. 
And now we know that uh, you took Jack in at a very young age. You know, <laughs> brought him to your family. I was like, like yeah, ooh. you know. And then I had to go back to the hood and speak Zulu. <laughs> They didn't believe it, man. <laughs> they didn't believe it. They're like, who's that white boy? Who's that white boy, Jack? <laughs> uh, have you always had that adventurer, uh, philanthropist spirit within you? Yeah, I, I must say I'd, I'd, I always have, you know. I've, I've always kind of grown up in that kind of environment, you know. Also, you know, I've had a great family and, and support system. So I think it's kind of molded that kind of, you know, individual. And, uh, you know, I just think we, we all here for limited time in the scheme of things so you know we we all have to have a purpose and and you know luckily i found that early on in life but you know i, I think there's a great deal in living your life with an adventurous spirit you know i just think you you kind of don't just accept the norm and you know whatever it is whatever in journey you want to embark on you you kind of just grasp at the next challenge all the time yeah you know what Lyle, i i i think this was just as i said off air this is one of the best shows I've ever hosted. Um, thank you so much for coming through, man. I mean, uh, what you've been through over the past couple of weeks is, it's, it's really intense and, and only a select few can actually say that. Yeah. Uh, say what, what you've, you've been through. No, not too many people have experienced what you have experienced. And considering that you did all of these things just to bring awareness to, to a, a, you know, a very a crippling disease. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Is it makes it even? I, I don't know. It, it adds it's just just more more, more to it. It uh, just gives it a lot more body because yeah. a lot of people. Well, anyone can climb Mount Everest, right? If you put your mind to it. But I mean, if you've got the drive, you if you're driven rather by such a phenomenal cause, yeah. it it makes it even so much better, man. Thank you so much for coming through. Last time, how do we keep up with you on Twitter, Facebook, all of it? At Lal underscore Turner and Lal Turner and Adventurer with a cause. All right, Coolio. Uh, before, before we end the interview though, there was something that you wanted to do. Um, <laughs> before. <laughs> what did I do again? Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, so, you know, cause it's Cliff Central and we uncensored and, and, and unscripted, man. We, we go crazy here. Um, Lal was saying early on that, uh, you know what? It's crazy that you guys can cuss on air. It's madness. So, uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity. You can put it in a sentence or you can just go out and say it. This is your chance. Well, I'll, I'll end up with a bit of a phrase. Okay. But, but, but I just want to say thank you to you guys and Cliff Central. It's a you pleasure, know, man. You guys have met, done your part today to bring awareness uh, to Huntington. So thank you guys a fucking lot. There ah! you go. <laughs> and just like that, man, uh, thank you all for, for listening. Van Given, thank you very much for joining me, my buddy. Hey, it's a pleasure, man. It thank was, you for the invite, man. Ah, you know, uh, you know, if, 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 uh, the people here are crazy enough to let us do this again. Oh. We'll do it again. Oh. You know? As long as you bring the white boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Just like that, we out of here. Up next is Onize on Cliff Central. Cliffcentral.com.